Welcome to the Reading Aloud Podcast, a place where the creative, emotional, and hilarious aspects of relationship communication are explored in real time by a real couple. That's us. And a baby. (laughs) Enjoy. All right, we have to do a part two about the texting. Do men and women text differently? It was a couple episodes ago, and we got some... We got some serious feedback. Yeah. This very, very dramatic. We have to do it. Okay. So some of the feedback we got, well, all of the feedback we got was women who wholeheartedly disagreed with my perspective, not from the, not from the sense of, of like frustration with us or anything, but just curiosity. Cause they were like, no, no, Marisol, like, no. That's not my experience at all. Uh, and and so I think they were curious about if this was our perspective, then what does it mean? And is it even valid? And is this have anything to do with masculine and feminine or anything like that? So we talked about texting. You, you'll have to go back and listen to the other one where we talk about men and women texting differently. It's kind of hysterical. But you want to read that email and then well, I'll... Well, I would just... I'm, I'm curious. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll read one of the feedback things. But in your words, what... What was your perspective that that was being pushed back on? That men have a tendency to be more, I don't know if Kurt's the word, because that feels, I think that's got like an air of like arrogance to it, but like more, just more brief in the texting. And when I'm responding to somebody, I'm responding from an emotional place of like, wow, thank you for sharing that, you know, or yeah, that feels, you know, that's super interesting. What are you doing later? And if they were like, I'm doing this thing, I would never be like, cool, or thumbs up, which was the big one. I would be like, oh, yeah, awesome. Well, I hope you have a great time. You know, it's just like relating emotionally. And and then the other perspective is that I don't get those Kurt, Kurt texts from you, but I've watched you text people, and in particular my friends, and I'm like, oh, my God. They're going to be so offended. <laughs> Are your friends offended with me? We, we can get to that. Yeah, it's We fine. can get to that. Okay. I think it's a great question. N- no one has ever once said that. I think that they kind of expect it, but I don't know that you're building deepening relationships with them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's probably true. You're probably right. Okay. So let me read. If that's even a goal of yours, you know, that's well, kind of part of it too. I mean, I want to have as deep as possible relationships with everyone that I possibly can. All right, so we want to read a really awesome email um, that was sent to us. And we got a couple, but this one was really well thought out. And it's kind of explaining what Muddy Soul just shared. So it's from Kristen. And Kristen says, I so love getting a peek into the minds of other people and couples. I feel like an anthropologist listening to your podcast. And I'm going to pause right there and say, thank you, Kristen. That is amazing. That is exactly what we are going for in the Reading Aloud podcast. We've always talked about this podcast like somebody being a fly on the wall and listening to the relationship, um, our relationship and, and learning and learning ways in which to communicate outwardly in their own relationships. And I mean, that is exactly so thank you for saying that. I personally, you know, that makes me feel really great. So um, Kristen goes on to say, I am wondering if the binary you talk about in the texting episode is maybe the wrong one. Could it be introverts versus extroverts, personality style, question mark? Maybe it's not a binary at all. As a female, I have to sheepishly admit that my texting style is much more like Adam's. 
and I have always been a really succinct person, probably more geared to the functional rather than the expressive in communication. Hearing y'all discuss, I hate to think how off-putting I might have been coming across. Thanks for taking a deep dive and talking about the important stuff and for giving me fodder to brew on as I go about my day. So thank you. First off, thank you for sending that email, Kristen. That was beautiful, and we really appreciate all of y'all's emails. And if you do want to email us any thoughts about an episode, it's readingaloudlove at gmail.com. So the other piece of feedback I got was also from a woman who said that, again, she's like, my texting style is much more like Adam's. She said also that she would never expect anybody to text any differently. So she doesn't have that kind of reaction that I was fearing to the short functional texts and exchanges. She also said that she's not one to share her emotions. And she kind of named that her kid and her spouse are the two people she share her emotions with. And that that she didn't grow up in a particularly um, emotive family. So, you know, I hear in Kristen, what she's saying is like, oh, I wonder if I'm being off-putting. And then this other listener was saying, I'm curious if it means something, you know, kind of looking back at like, is this just a part, like Kristen said, of my personality? And, you know, we could probably land on, yeah, it's a personality thing. You know, I'm a therapist. I'm, I'm, this is my orientation to relate emotionally. I mean, there's like a whole thing about texting and how hard it is to read somebody in a text. In an email, sometimes it can be a little bit more space and texts are intended to be succinct. And there's like, I mean, there's like memes and jokes and whole analysis of text because you have no idea what somebody means. And like funny stuff like, what do they mean by cool? Are they mad at me? Are they mad that I'm doing something without them? What do they mean? Cool like cool or cool like cool. You know, like what does it mean? (laughs) So, yeah, I don't know. And when you listen to the jokes, a lot of the times it's like women. Enter voice text. (laughs) Well, sure. Well, that changes everything. We're just talking now. Of course, this is the, the paradigm is that, you know, women feeling insecure because men are a little bit more straight to the point and not being able to understand. Now that's, that's an insecurity thing. That's a systematic setup for women to feel they're waiting for somebody else to do something for them. I think you're right. You know, the way I hear what, what Kristen is saying is that it doesn't, it might not be men and women. It's probably more of a personality thing. It's probably more of a communication style rather than any sort of binary gender difference. Um, now do those person, do personality traits, are they aligned or do they associate sometimes with certain, certain genders? Uh, I think so. Like masculine facing, feminine facing. Exactly. And, you know, so I think there is probably, you know, a little bit of truth in that, but I I think this is definitely something that is individual. I think what we're getting to is there are preferred ways of texting you know somebody has preferences in how they want to communicate by text and others may not and so you know that's just another level of understanding about a friend a family member a person like how do they communicate by text and how do you you know how should you respond to that person to show them love and so you know I know with you if I want to communicate something or I want to communicate a congratulations to you, I want to communicate a wow, a good job or whatever, I should say it with more words rather than just a heart or a thumbs up. Oh my God, I would be so pissed. 
What? If you just sent me a heart or a thumbs up. Well, like, I have done that. And it, no, 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 no. And me too. But yeah. I mean, truly. But like, and in fact, well, first of all, let me just say that would yeah. piss me off if I told you something really exciting or sent you like something really cute about Neo or anything, yeah. anything like that. And I am also getting better at not giving those effusive responses because they're taxing. And it's a, it, like, it's like, it takes energy and effort. It also tends to re-engage the other person. And so there are, I am setting boundaries around right. that. Right. Well, it, and I think that's important because, you know, when you send that, somebody says, okay, let's play out an example here. So, you know, typically I think it's, it's different with your partner, you know, like my texting relationship with you is different than it is with anybody else's. If I had a really piece of good news to deliver you, I'd probably call you. Let's take it with a friend. Like somebody texts me, I got the job, right? Oh my God. Are you sending thumbs ups? No, hold on. Okay. <laughs> I'm playing out I'm playing out this scenario because a thumbs up is probably not nearly like you if you're gonna send just an emoji, it's gotta at least be like the twelve pow. of them and the pow, pow and the and the confetti cannon, right? The worst is probably like liking the text oof, or something. Oof, oof. <laughs> But if you respond, oh my gosh, that's so amazing, blah, 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 you, you, to your point, as if I sent that text, I now feel a need to respond, you know, I, because if somebody sends something, so let me ask you, if you send a real, like, a lengthier congratulations in that scenario, do you expect then, if that person doesn't respond to you, are you then offended? Um, no. 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 Okay. That's a that's good. interesting. That's an interesting differentiation. Because then you're just in a conversation. You well, might as because, well call the person. Well, because no, you can text while doing lots of things, sitting on a webinar, you know, feeding your baby. You know, like no. I love that webinar is the first example <laughs> that you gave because that is so true. <laughs> in that instance, it's about them, and they wanted to tell me something, so I wanted to just show them some love, and in fact. When you do that and then people start to have that back and forth, I'm like, I don't have time for that. So I have gotten better at closing down the conversation in the next one or, or I'm taking, I took a, I took a note from you and I don't respond at all. Right. Yeah. The no, thing no, with no. my parents, I think it's different because then we're getting into just a generational difference. I did some very basic research on this. There were a ton of articles on generational differences in communication and texting because nowadays we have so many different ways of communicating, especially in professional settings. There are just different platforms and project management tools and all that. You know, there's lots of research and study done on the differences between like boomers, Gen Xers, millennials, Gen Zers, and how they prefer to communicate. Let's just read a segment of that article that you pulled up. Yeah, so, you know, I found a bunch of different stuff, but I do have one fun fact that I learned in Ooh. doing research. When do you think the first text message was ever sent? Boobs on a <laughs> on a pager. Boobs on a pager. I don't know this. I This was on. That's the a, OG text. That is the Bo OG. Because, you know, you could send I love you, hello, and the word boobs. I mean, that's such a good guess. It was 1992, which feels real early. It does feel early. Uh, how um, does it? Was it like, 
beep, 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 beep. I mean, maybe, beep, 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 like maybe it felt code? like maybe it felt like that was there weren't there even were definitely cell phones. Com- there were definitely computers back then, so maybe it was on computer. But it was apparently Merry Christmas. Anyway, that's what this piece of, piece of research said. That's that's like that's too cool for us. That's wow, like wow, that's wow. like oh yeah. gee. And then the person found twenty dollars is a much better story. Okay, go on. Yeah. Re- read the little segment. Okay, so there are two things that I think I found very interesting here. Number one, and this is a study of about 2,000 respondents. I'm not sure if this study was peer-reviewed or not, but they do say that men tend to use texting as a functional, easy way to communicate without getting into a conversation, i.e. a way of avoiding lengthy phone calls. And women tend to see it more as an additional communication medium. More likely to send longer text messages or SMSs, texts that say, I love you believes it to be something as deepening relationships so that is actually what you were saying i mean you you were seeing it as an additional communication to where i'm seeing it as a little bit more functional well what i heard there was you're seeing it as a way to avoid deeper communication right the avoid the phone call the thing that i was noticing is that it is now we've got a tiered approach to connecting and i like that it's it's basically giving me an opportunity to connect to my friends in multiple different ways so you know like when you refuse to see my gchat and so then i call you and you don't pick up my call so then i text you and then you don't respond to the text or you read the first three lines and think that you have all the information so then i have to yell at you you know i'm just looking for different ways to try to connect and not done not done i mean but here's okay go on finish no, no, go, ahead. Finish. go ahead. i was gonna say here's the thing with is that you will send me a text that is somewhat of a you know it's 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 a reminder or it's a task to be done in the future and i i tend to use those as like i don't need to remember it because it's there and then when i won't like i'll have it in my text and i'll have it ready when i need to look oh at it and remember God. it yeah like you have ever gone back oh this my was about gosh. i mean your whole story was about the grocery list and i wasn't even at the grocery store and you were like what do you what's on the list and i was like <laughs> it's in the text Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, finish. Now that I've sufficiently frustrated you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that is uh 150% <laughs> bullshit. Okay, so the that aside, back to the tiered approach. So essentially what I think about this as is like I call a friend if I need an immediate answer, if I want to connect with them, if they just told me something really sad or something really exciting, if I want to talk with them just because I haven't had like in-person connection with them, so I'll FaceTime or call them. And then the texts are just like, they're things that I don't need immediate responses to. They're just little love notes. There's just connection. So it's it's such a tiered approach. And I and I love that we have so many different ways of communicating. If here's a point I'll make that everybody it's gonna make everybody feel stupid. This country, the United States, is so limited in its ways of expressing emotion. You mean our language or just the country? Both. Okay. We've got a lot of shame around men expressing like tears, sadness, deep love, love for their needs, boundaries, Uh love for their friends, stuff like that. Right. Just shame and criticism and joking and expectations, etc. And then we've got women, if you are too whatever, right? Like there's the whole too much thing. And then we've got like you were speaking to the language is like we've got the word love 
<laughs> and and in other countries we have so much more ways of expressing those things and there's a more variety of ways to express yourself like men holding hands in Thailand men friends holding hands in Thailand and other things other places where there's just a difference in how people are relating and loving and kissing on the cheek and things like that so I I feel like this falls into that category of it slowly chipping away at I don't want connection I want fast easy the least amount of connection I can find because I'm overwhelmed overworked exhausted and I say that real quick because I was like this is gonna make people feel stupid I don't want the people who identify with you to feel stupid I just wanted to say that because I was like it was a gotcha moment for me well let me just say this I think it's a lot to ask of people with all the ways in which communication has expanded and we have a thousand different communication platforms that we can talk on it's a it, i think it's a big jump of to ask people to be able to authentically connect with their friends family people that they love and others through every single one of those can channels. i put you on the spot here sure okay so but do you hear me hold on before you yeah, get this like is in the, response okay, to that okay. Yeah, I hear you. Okay. I I'm not going to tell you that I hear you after every sentence that you say. I'm I'm in a conversation with you, so I hear you. Okay. I I try not to pick up the slack where you don't pick it up for yourself. That's a value of mine that I try to live by. And I do find a lot of missed opportunities. And that's not based on my opinion of the opportunity. That's based on your reflection of, I wish I had more of this. I wish that I was doing more of that. And we've talked a lot about connection, community. This is why you run the men's groups that you run is to offer the opportunity to deepen in authentic relationships with other people. And for you that it's, you know, other people who identify as male, it is that that you stand by and there are times when you're like, you look at my friend group and there's a huge discrepancy and you're like, I am curious who my close friends are right now or who are my best friends. Are they my friends that I've had for a long time or are they the friends that we have as couples? Like, And so I'm curious how you're now. Last thing I'll say on this is you do take lots of hikes with your friends and that's it. That's kind of the way that you connect with them the most. Yeah, I mean... But do you want deeper friendships? Do you want more connection? And how would you attain that potentially through these avenues? Because you had a three-way Marco Polo going for a while. You are exactly right. That is a way in which if I put more effort into it, I could create deeper connections by utilizing these channels. I totally agree with you. I still feel like it is a lot to ask to have an expectation or to, you know, want people to create a society in order to have authentic connection. You must utilize multiple different channels. You know, I think a lot of times we lament as a world about like, oh, nobody just drops by the house anymore. But do nobody you think you could do that? Or is that something that you feel like is no longer socially acceptable? Because you could just do that. I totally could do that. Although I do think in a lot of ways it is socially unacceptable. unacceptable. I mean, our society has changed. There's a lot of reasons for that. I do agree with you that when you put intention into a form of communication like text messaging or Marco Polo or whatever, you can create authentic connection. And if it is your goal to create 
broader community, more closeness with your friendships. Those are ways in which you can do it. I also think that there are individual differences here. And, you know, sometimes a certain communication platform might not work for somebody to connect authentically. I feel like you've got like you're like defending something. No, no, no. I'm just trying to make a point. Well, like as if maybe this is an assumption I'm making. I'm suggesting you should do it my way, you know, which I would expect you to have a little defensiveness around me saying like, do you want more friends or not? But, you know, when you had that three-way Marco Polo, you all I think either got together once or went camping or planned on camping. Like it was bringing depth and connection. And so I hear that and that shouldn't be a high expectation. And I get in an energetic time, I get myself into those binds and then I'm tired and I'm like, why the fuck is everybody trying to talk to me? So I guess my question is what, your way I mean I I, want to be in conversation with these other people like what's the way I I think there's a little bit of uh, on some of this there's a little bit of holding on from me wanting authentic connection to be real and in person but that is conflicting with kind of the world and the modern pace at which things move and it's me not being as adaptable I have always in my life been slow to adapt to certain things like I was definitely one of the last people to get a cell phone you know and then one of the last people to actually transition to a smartphone like my first smartphone was in I think 2015 2014 when my work gave me one um not by choice so you know but that was one of the first conversations we had now I'm fully integrated into it of course but on um, our first date we had that conversation about smartphones yeah I think there's a little bit of like me holding out of like, I don't want to have to no, just No, no, like, no, no, no. This is not the question. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, you, do you know how valuable what you're saying is? Yeah. That is an incredible, like, I'm not going to do it just because the world has decided. But it, and also, it also limits me because for me, I also know that that stubbornness, it inhibits me from, as we're talking about here, creating more authentic connections. Because if I would just be like, okay, how do I find the balance in this or how am I open to it? How do I implement this as a, I don't know, like a strategy to achieve my goal of getting more, building community and getting more authentic connection? Then I see it in a different way rather than just, oh, but the way to create authentic connection is like hikes in the woods and personal time and there's no replacement for that. That may be true, but also that's kind of like the get off my lawn mentality where it's like I'm not going to change, so therefore I'm just going to get left behind. Yeah, yeah, totally. And there's a very different point being made from the people who were responding to us. Although the one that, that made the direct response to me came on a communication platform and she was like, Hey, I was listening to your podcast. And then I realized I haven't reached out in a while. And so, and then, and, and kind of in a way of like, I needed to reach out or so it was time for me to reach out or I like, and again, I'm speaking for her, but almost in in implied it was almost like she was implying like I don't do this enough for the outcome that I would want which is the closeness so I don't come I don't come here enough because I I am not inclined towards it but then I start to miss something in my life right yeah so you know that would just be again there's no right or wrong way of doing it I think that there's total overwhelm around communication I think that there's expectations and and again my learning around 
getting brief, more brief with text messages is a great learning for me. It's kind of like when they talk about like stop adding exclamation points and qualifiers and a lot of things that women have been taught to do in particular women, you know, to emails and things like that. It's just like, can you just be straightened to the point? Can we avoid that being seen as curt, dominant, arrogant, etc.? And can it just be clear? Like, this is how I feel. This is what I'm saying. Not, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Sandwiched in between all this stuff, which I also think has value. Yeah, this is a really good relationship conversation for us to have because we are, I wouldn't say we're we're not on like the polar opposites of the spectrum. Like you're not constantly communicating 24 seven on a thousand different platforms. Uh, What do you mean? Okay. So maybe you are on that extreme and I might not be on an extreme where I just like don't ever reach out to anybody ever. But both of us are kind of on those ends. And I just find myself having a little bit of excitement here because it's a great way, an example in which conversation and communication between us can help us like learn and grow. Like you're saying, you know, you're learning how to, yeah, just respond shorter and create more space in your life by like not putting so much. I, I know I'm paraphrasing here, but like not putting so much intention and emphasis on like texts and how you respond and how quickly you respond. And I'm learning from you like the importance of authentically communicating and, you know, communicating through these channels to get a goal of building community and, and deepening my relationships with others. I know that's a little bit off topic out of left field, but like that's coming up for me. And I'm glad that we're having this conversation so that we can learn from each other and also just kind of like hash out different philosophies around it. And I, so in the email that we read from Kristen, I hear her saying a couple things like, I hope that I'm not being seen as rude. I'm curious if this is a personality thing. So that would be just owning one's personality or the difference between introvert or extrovert, which is another personality thing, which is more of just like a claim to who she is. So there's like a little bit of a question of like, is this a good thing? It's the same thing that I, and also this is who I am. This is potentially just who I am. I, you know, also with this other woman who reached out to us, she was like, I I need to take more action to get the results that I want to get. And this is just a part of my personality. And I don't mind when other people are the same as me. Yeah, right, right. Narratives in your head are just much different than like what everybody else is thinking. And that's that's been a big learning in my life. And it's it's maybe a learning around text messages. You mean like, narrative narratives in one's head. You're not pointing yeah. the finger at me. No, not at you. No, not at you at all. Or just like in one, you're, you're exactly right, in one's head. Yeah. You know? And I, I feel like that's something that I talk a lot about and have come to understand. And, and I think for the friends that I have, which are some of my closest who have that nervousness around are people feeling or thinking some kind of way? What did they mean by that is how often we are reminded that, that they meant nothing. Yeah. Nobody remembers like other than, well, you remember what people wear sometimes, but like, Oh, I remember everything. I know. But like, no, yeah. People are like, Oh, I wasn't, you know, not this. And it's the, it's, it's less about that. It's like more how you made them feel rather than how they what they thought about you if that makes any sense like Mm -mm. that's what people remember is like Mm. your your presence and your joy or your sadness or like how you showed up 
um, not like what you were wearing or what, what are you saying? Why do you keep giving that example? Well, I'm, I'm trying. So I don't important. know. I guess I don't know any other example or like, you know, I don't know. I remember what everyone was wearing. <laughs> I can tell you what my best friend was wearing at orientation of high school. I don't not know even if the first any of day of how this school. is all related to text messages. She I guess had on multicolored autumn season corduroy striped pants. She had on maroon air sparkly patent leather airwalks a a mustard color boy scout t-shirt from the thrift store and a piece of leather tied around her (laughs) arm and her hair was crimped and parted down the middle at about chin length i also remember what she wore the first five days of school along with all the other people who became my friends it's amazing your capacity to do that is incredible. So yeah, to your point. <laughs> I, I, so to my point, I mean, I think like I, I guess I'm just trying to say like we are our own worst critics, and when that comes up in text, like oh, will they still this? Like I don't know. I just I personally, and maybe you disagree, but like I just say let go of that. If you're doing what makes you happy, you know, you don't it's have to. That. You don't have to manage it, it. No, this is that is seriously the point that is very important point but that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about how do you build deep connections if you don't that's engage. true and there's differences there and yeah. i i hear that yeah, yeah. but you're 100 percent right and i learned so much about that from you and in fact you know when there have been people who who do in fact get bothered by the way that i communicate with them or don't communicate with them you're the one that teaches me how to release that better mm-hmm. yeah and i'm grateful for it well, I am sure that this brought up thoughts and interesting things that we forgot about that you think about this. So if you have more thoughts, we want to hear more of your feedback on this. Again, readingaloudlove at gmail.com. Uh, you can also reach out to us. We have a Patreon account at Reading Aloud Podcast, or you can find us on social media at Soul Reflection for Muddy Soul and at Shucks underscore Hucks. For me. Such an easy one to remember. (laughs) But uh, love you, babe. Love you. Thanks, y'all, for listening and participating. We always have a great time with you. And if you enjoy the podcast, please go online and rate, review, share this with your friends. This is the way that we build this community. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.